The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Thank you for joining me tonight. I have often thought that one of the most challenging things for individuals to do is to get up and speak in front of a group or perform in some way. A lot of individuals have a challenge with this and need to understand what can make that more comfortable in their everyday lives, whether you're speaking to a small group of people or whether you're actually speaking to a larger group. I have with me tonight Diane Legros, who's a lifelong singer, leadership trainer, and master teaching artist at art centers, colleges, universities, corporate institutions all over the place throughout the United States and Europe. She's an author, a lecturer, and a professional motivational presenter. And she is an expert when it comes to speaking and speaking with success. I'd like to welcome Diane Legros to 1111 Talk Radio. Thank you, Simran. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. You know that I truly admire and support your work, too. Thank you so much, Diane. I I find um, that I really wanted to have you on for a couple of reasons. I think there are a lot of people out there that have aspirations to speak more confidently or more powerfully if they're already in a field where they uh, do that, whether it's in front of their organization or in front of crowds of people. But not only that, I think it's important even for the average layperson, there's such a, a disconnect or sometimes a lack of confidence that resides within people. Particularly, I find there are a lot of women that have a challenge sometimes getting in front of a group and really expressing their full potential, their full presence. And so I thought it would be just so valuable to have you speak to our listeners, not just from the corporate standpoint and the performance standpoint and all of the coaching that you do, but to that individual as to how they can be more powerful in their lives and then step into a vision if they are desiring to speak more. Absolutely. I'd be delighted to talk about that. What What is the main key piece that helps a person get into the power of presence? Oh, my goodness, that is that is the million-dollar questions. And most people come to me for coaching exactly for the reason that you said. They've got a wonderful practice. They do something meaningful. Uh, they're maybe great with small groups or one-to-one, but they lose that presence. They can't hold that. They don't feel like themselves when they're in front of a large group of people. They can't maintain that. So that's what I think you're asking about. And presence is about being present. You know, going the, what I do is I help people go from being presentational to being present. And that's a powerful transformational shift. It's the difference that makes all the difference. It's that shift when you feel it and when you experience it, step into being present in present time. It gives you full freedom. It gives you freedom to be who you are, to enjoy life. You breathe deeper. You can contribute to others. You bring a, it brings a tremendous flow and sense of inner peace to you and others because there's no underlying tension when you're in present time. There's no baggage. You're not pulled forward out of the moment. You're not looking back. You know, presence. Uh, the Webster Dictionary, I love this this definition of it. It's a quality of poise and effectiveness that enables a performer to achieve a close relationship with his or her audience. And the thing about that is the distance between ourselves and others that, that people express to me that they feel is precisely the difference between ourselves and ourselves. 
And when you're talking about that, the distance between others is precisely the distance between ourselves. How then do we become more present to ourselves in that moment when we're on a stage or in a group of people or sitting down in a social club and and need to say something and get that jittery feeling or can't quite get the words out? How do we get to that place? Sure. We know. Well, I, I teach a number of tools and strategies for staying in the present, and we can talk about, you know, many of them right now. Um, that work, the way we relate to others is a mirror of how we relate to ourselves. So first, Simran, noticing. Just noticing what takes us out. It, being aware is a powerful tool in itself. Uh, notice how you feel in yourself, and whether you're relating to one person or many when people are connected to themselves, when we are connected to ourselves and present with each other, the natural feelings that emerge are compassion, empathy, genuine interest in each other, spontaneity, humor, authenticity, joy. So just notice what takes you out of being that. And some of the things are that I already know, I'll, I'll break it down for, for some of us who are looking, are self-referential thoughts. Projecting fears into the future, uh, ruminating about the past. When we're in front of people, self-referential thoughts really take us out of the game. And those are the ones, what if I make a mistake? What if I mess up? What if I you know, cough? What if I spill my water? What if I forget something? All those what-if things that are fear-based create a distance from you and the audience you're trying to connect with. You put up a wall. That, that leads down a path that creates fear, chemistry in the body, takes you out of being present, uh, takes you out of your experience of the moment. And when you do that, you have created a great distance, and that is very, very stressful for a speaker. You're creating the thing you're afraid of. Absolutely. So you're saying that the, the thing that becomes the challenge is the self-referential thoughts, projecting those fears that we have about how we're going to perform, either going into the future or going into the past. And, and you, you stated that where we need to be is in that energy of compassion and empathy and spontaneity and joy. So does it help us to have an experience that we can kind of connect ourselves to that helps us to feel those feelings Perfect of compassion, empathy? Perfect question. And the answer is think about how it feels when you are of service. Just think about being of service to the people who are there to listen to you. Just think of what their problem is, the information that you have, the experience you have, the life, the the knowledge and wisdom that it can help those people. And don't project their judgment on you. Don't project anything about what they're thinking. If they're in the front row and they're looking uncomfortable, they could have come there because they have a horrible uh, experience in their life. You know, don't project. Your worst day of your life could be their best day. And you just don't know that. So come from being of service. There's that compassion piece again. There's that that set of feelings that I just talked about uh, that are the natural outcomes, the natural feelings that emerge when you're connected truly in the present moment. Now, you are a longtime performer, a wonderful singer. You have given speeches and lectures and coached people all over the world, and you have a lot of individuals that call you from everywhere for phone coaching as well. Tell me a little bit about your journey. Did you did you have that confidence? Did you have that presence right from the get-go, or was this something that you also had to learn and acquire along the way? For me, Simran, it started young. I started very, very young with my singing. And it, I was just so lucky and am so lucky when I look back that it was all about connecting to spirit for me. It was all about I would go outside, I would feel nature, I would be by myself in a beautiful area, um, I would create psalms, I would create poems, I would sing songs from church so that my connection with my gift and my, my experience of it in my own body was expansive. Uh, it, had, it was rooted in nature. It had, my, I now know that I was working with my crown and root chakra and my heart chakra. <laughs> I didn't know those words then for many, many years to come. But that's what I was doing as a child, communing with nature and spirit, and music was the 
what came from me uh, in that state. So I do, my journey came from having that ease. And of course, I was saying in church when I was six years old, I was soloing in front of congregation. And uh, I thought nothing of it. And when I went to sing in productions, I was a professional by the time I was 12 years old, same thing. Nerves didn't bother me. It didn't come from what about me. It came from a larger place. And I'm so lucky that I discovered that, you know, kinesthetically, spiritually, because I can teach that. I can break that down for other people and help them with their shift. Because there really is a high order and a very high perspective and high context to what we're talking about when we talk about being authentic. Well, and, and it seems that you really did connect to something greater. And for a person that's hearing that, some of them may feel, well, she had this talent from the time she was young and she got the inspiration from from those places. But if you were coaching someone, if you're taking them through the process where they can become a more powerful, more authentic and present speaker, how would they start a process that would allow them to connect to whether it's nature or their spirituality or whatever piece of that they need to connect to. Do you have a component that you can uh, give as a suggestion to the listeners? Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Okay. The first one is the one I, st- I said before. Switch your focus to being of service. It changes your energy. It changes the flow. It changes the polarity. Get out of your head and into your body. Learn. I help people learn to ground, center, breathe, uh, cultivate that awareness of being fully relaxed in your skin all the way down to your feet. Uh, breathe, and I mean, you know, really breathe. Your intercostal breath is really low in your body, uh, deeply and fully, and, uh, you know, it, let it increase your aliveness, your presence. It relaxes you. It changes your body chemistry. It gives your brain the oxygen that it needs <laughs> to do the job you're asking it to do. And it uh, really changes your uh, presence to have about 10 minutes of deep breathing. Absolutely. So I would like to um, kind of recap a little bit before we go to commercial break. So a lot of people have a challenge when it comes to going either into the future or back from the past. And the act of being in service and in spontaneity and joy and connecting to our body really does help that place of presence that we we need to get to to be a powerful speaker. I am here with Diane LeGros with DianeLegros.com. She is a master teacher, coach, lifelong singer, and leadership trainer. She has a couple of wonderful free newsletters that you can sign on for, Speaking Success and Voice Matters, at DianeLegros.com, D-I-A-N-N-E, Legros, L-E-G-R-O.com. So I hope you'll visit that website and check into those. We're going to be back in just a few minutes, and we're going to get a little bit more into authenticity and how to connect and build that practice of influence for yourself. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. 
Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice, what if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Diane LeGro is a master teacher when it comes to speaking success training. This marks her 19th year as a wonderful coach for many people from small businesses to large corporations, people within the United States as far as, as Europe that she coaches on all sorts of levels. You can find out more about her or connect to her coaching at speakingsuccessinternational.com or at dianelegro.com. That was speakingsuccessinternational.com. She has some downloads, CDs on there. She also has teleclasses that can be signed on for. And tonight, a special laser strategy is taking place for those listeners that want to attend that as well. Diane, I'd like to go back into what we were speaking about before the break and get a little more into the spiritual aspect of speaking and how people can be supported in that way because I would sense that that really brings about the core power that comes down from the gut. That's an initial base that people would rely on to then move forward to be more powerful. Uh, It certainly is, and thank you for asking because I really want people to understand that changing your words it transforms your life. It transforms your business. It transforms your health and your relationships and the lives of other people who are hearing you and listening and being influenced by you. What you say is the single biggest factor that determines your success and your happiness in your life. Uh, you can learn to use the transformational power of your words and they'll, it will skyrocket your success. <laughs> it will attract what you want because it will encourage success with every person that you meet. Every word that you speak retains its effect in the brain and in the mind. A word has, is composed of three different vibrations. There's causal or thought vibration, astral and energy vibration, and material or manifested vibration. So that when you speak a word, the word behind it has three distinctive vibrations. The the vibration of thought or will, the vibration of energy in the brain, the vocal cords, the tongue, the way your body vibrates. You become the energy of what you're saying. It's generated by will when the word is uttered. And the vibration of the vocal cords and the bodily effect when uh, you are... Just your presence, holding that word, you know, holding the thought form of that. So every word, uh, good or evil, leaves its vibration in the flesh or the brain, in the life force, in the mind, in the form of tendencies. So therefore, I, I want people to know the vibrations of all words, good or bad, leave good or bad tendencies in the mind. Speak good to your health. Speak good to your body. Speak good to your family. Speak good to your finances. So speak the truth to these things, but speak good to them. When you remove the impulse to 
you know, distort with fears and things that, that are beliefs that are not true, um, you create a real distortion in your reality. You don't create the life that you could be having. Well, and words do have power, and like you're saying, they, they give off this energy and this vibration. So when you're standing up amidst a, a group of people or on a stage and you're utilizing the power of the word, then you're, you're basically anointing that audience with a certain vibration then. And that will either lift them or it will create... Some people have, have uh, more monotone voices. Does that make a difference with, with, regardless of the words? Does the tone of the voice make a difference? Voice? Well, it depends on their energy in what they're saying. It's not really the tone. It's the vibration and the frequency. You know, they could be very down. If it's monotone and down, if it's monotone and very profound and personal and present. Do you see the difference? Absolutely. Yeah. The, the vibrations, resonance and frequency that you emit through your words puts in motion, and this is what you were talking about, balance with your audience, the law of correspondence. Law of correspondence states that things flow easily between things that are balanced, things that are at the same level, things flow easily. So the energy with your audience will flow easily when you're balanced with them, when you're comfortable in yourself and have all the qualities that we talked about before. Uh, and we practice that. Those, that comes naturally to some people, like you su- suggested, and some people practice that. But everyone can attain that. It's a wonderful discovery. Uh, grows yourself. You know, the, it just combines your sound and your purpose. And like you said, the tone of voice, the pitch and choice of words, it can manifest many things. So when a person is getting ready to uh, do a presentation or speak, uh, is there a preparation process? Because you use the word practice, and some people do need practice and other people don't necessarily. It just flows off the tongue and it it becomes very, very natural. But when we bring this element of using the words that have a higher vibration and, and have the thought and the will and the energy behind them, then is there a preparation that has to occur? Is there a step-by-step process? Well, it's it's yes, there is. Yes, there is. And it has to do with designing, knowing who's in the audience, knowing your people. First of all, you do research. You understand why they're there, what type of person they are. Then to know that it, within that audience are three different types of listeners, they are going to each come away with a different part of the content, what you said, so you design for the three different ways that people listen. There, there will be a pragmatic person that will be comforted when you give them the numbers. The, the, you know, if you are presenting something that's medical or you're presenting something that's, you know, even with marketing, give them some numbers that they can come away with that help them solve their problem. Uh, other people like stories and personal anecdotes that are transformational metaphors, and they will take that home back to their life, and they'll use your story or your your, your personal um, sharing of, of who you are, your transparency. So you also need to learn, you know, the language of the brain. Plant positives, and you'll get the results you want. The language of the brain is pictures, sounds, smells, and tastes. The brain can't process negative pictures. You can't picture not doing something and not seeing something. You, know, you say to a child, don't jump on the couch. They can't picture not jumping on the couch. They can picture standing near the couch, but it's not the same thing. So the brain only works with positive information, so key into that and work from there is a point of power. Um, so everybody, notice your own explanation style. Everybody has one. Everybody has an, uh, some develop the habit of explaining things in a positive way, and others do do most of their explaining from a negative point of view. So be aware of your style because the powerful synergy of uh, the laws of correspondence and the laws of resonance uh, that build up to the law of attraction, which many of us have been thinking about, you know, that's in tandem. That's part of a threesome of, of, of many different laws. Absolutely. So becoming aware of that uh, it becomes your actions, and your habits. Uh, Diane, I'd like to go back to when you were talking about sharing an antidote or a story. Uh, How does sharing a point of view or or creating a shared point of view support the success of a particular presentation? 
Sure. A story, a personal story, is a transformational metaphor. You choose a story that your audience is going to be able to see themselves possibly within that situation, that you're going to share a story about how the difficulty that was had, the the process, the action that you took on their behalf or they took, and the result, the change that has come about, so that they can take that back. Those are steps that they can take back. And if you learn by story, you're going to say, oh, I could do that. Oh, they did this, and then you know, achieve to this. Well, I can do that. And that's the power of a story, somebody else stepping into the um, context of the story. And you use uh, something which you have termed as the IUE words yes. and phrases. And, and and I find that very powerful as to as to a, a way that people can can uh, connect with others. Can you talk a little bit about the IUE? Sure. Sure. This is a very powerful thing for for anyone in a relationship or anybody especially stepping out to speak in front of a group of people. I always come from why are we all in the room? What brought us here tonight? Now, that's part of my research. I, I really go into that so that I am relevant. They know, anybody listening to me knows that I know why they're there. I know what the presenting issue is and that I'm there with a, a solution that I've given a great deal of thought to that's going to be of benefit to them. So what brought us in the room? What brought you in the chair tonight? I want you to know that I, that I know largely what that, that, that's about and why I'm here, why I'm the perfect person to be with you tonight. And that's not an ego thing. That is a compassion, compassion and empathy. And then there brings something of value, brings something to offer that's going to help the situation for the reason we're all in the room tonight. When you bring that up right at the top of your talk, it's very exciting in the room. Things get very real quickly in a wonderful way. There, people are drawn to that authenticity. What's, what's real... Uh, is irresistible. Yeah. That, that makes is so much sense to, to use that concept. Another thing that I've heard you talk about as well is that, that you're wanting to create a conversation uh, as if you were just speaking to one member of the audience, as if it was a one-to-one thing rather than really um, taking it as if it's the whole audience. And, and I find that, that that's something else that I'd love for our listeners to, to know about as soon as we come back from this commercial break. I'm here with Diane Legros, master speaker, trainer, and performer. She has uh, two websites. One is Success Speaking Success International, and the other one is dianelegros.com. You can find out more about her, various products, teleclasses, free newsletters, and events that she is speaking in if you will go to either one of those websites. We'll be right back to speak a little bit more with Diane, and we'll discover a little bit about the use of trust. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Are you looking for life's balance? 
look no further than 7th Wave Network. We're bringing you Life's Balance with Shaman M. Let Melody McBride take you on a unique listening experience. You'll explore the world of alternative health. Learn about the many facets of healing. Preventative lifestyles from children to seniors will be discussed on the show. Listen for Life's Balance with Shaman M. Broadcast live every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. It's the healthy side of life. Let peace and balance be yours. The results indicate your child has neuroblastoma. There's evidence of metastasis. We need to schedule a bone we'll need to perform a surgical Urinary biopsy. After you hear your child has cancer, chances are you don't hear anything else. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and to other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. A conversation, a sales meeting, a board meeting, an interview, a courtroom case, all are special situations which require you to communicate clearly, drive the action, and create the result you want. You can learn these skills to engineer the outcome, make the most of your opportunities, gain respect, and advance your career. And one of those individuals that can help you do that is Diane LeGros, speech and presentation coach and president of Speaking Success International. You can reach her at speakingsuccessinternational.com or dianelegros.com. She has several tips that can support you in creating a powerful and authentic performance and also allow you to be perceived as a person of authority and trust. She speaks about breathing, a shared point of view, creating powerful openings, and having authentic presence when you're speaking. Diane, welcome back. And I'd love to let our listeners know a little bit more about how they connect to an audience. When when someone is getting up in front of a large group of people, uh, it can be overwhelming at times if someone is not used to it. And, and even if someone has done it many times, uh, it can become an overwhelming event. Is it something that you're trying to connect to the whole audience with, or does it make it easier if you connect to one person, have eye contact with maybe one person? What's the best way to go about it? Well, like I said, the IUE moment right at the top really bonds your audience together. It creates exactly what I was talking about before, that law of correspondence. Your energy is going to go flow easier back and forth because they know that you are in the ballpark with them. They know that you're in the game that you know what they need, and you're there to talk about that. Now, the next way to go about it, Simran, is to just present it like a conversation. And this is great news for people who are beginner speakers. Speaking to groups is easier than ever, and part of the reason is social media. You don't have to have all of the answers. You know, a conversation is two-way. So if you don't have a position where you you feel like, oh, I don't have all the answers, come in with really great questions. Come in with powerful and compelling questions. That's very exciting to your audience, and it allows them what I call uh, to to carry their own weight in the conversation. It and seems like that would allow an engagement you. process between the audience yes. and the speaker. Yes, exactly. I'll give you an example of a speaker that everybody knows who's wonderful of that, and that's Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton in my speaking field is Elvis. And uh, I tell my clients, just go and watch a video because he is in the room. He's having a conversation. And, yes, his eye contact is great. Eye contact is a big part of creating trust. And we'll talk about that, the four ways that uh, create trust very, very quickly or destroy it. Eye contact is one of them. Eye contact is when you have a complete thought with one person at a time. And what happens is you go through a complete thought. Maybe it will be almost a complete sentence. They will nod to you. They will smile. You acknowledge them, and you move to the next person. Now, one by one, you are weaving a wonderful bond with the entire room. 
because other people feel that connection. They feel part of that. You don't have to dart your eyes around. <laughs> there are speakers who think eye contact is you know, two words here to this person, then two words, and then two words, and it just looks like you're beleaguered by flies when you're up on the stage. <laughs> it, it, it really does. It does not translate to what you think you're doing at all. Real contact, a real thought, and then have a conversation. What I love about Bill Clinton, and I use him as a teaching ex- example, is he asks powerful questions, and he holds the space in such a way. He even dares to ask questions that he knows there's no answer to, but it changes people to look at it in a, in an honest way together. He holds the space so that it doesn't become a gripe session, but they have an honest look at facets of something that's complex. That's exciting for an audience. That is exciting. They come away with new insights. You know, we remember what we think and what we wrote down more than what the speaker said. So, so say something new. Say something compelling. Ask a powerful question. And that's why coaches come to me and people who are great with small groups, coaches, consultants, therapists, service providers, because they do ask great questions. Do it in public. That's your, that's your talk. Have a conversation. Well, and most people would never consider that because there, a lot of people believe well, if I'm up there giving the speech, I need to be giving out all the information. That that element of being able to ask the questions back out there, uh, I think, can sometimes be forgotten, or a person does not realize that that can be one of the tools that they can use to to really uh, elevate the conversation and create more energy. Absolutely. It's a powerful tool. And, of course, you show up with, with good content for your group. And if you're a knowledge professional, that's you already. You know, you're, you're there because you've got something to say. You've got some original thought. You've got something that's of value. You've helped other people, and you understand that issue. But open it up. You know, let the audience uh, carry their weight. It's very, very exciting. It's a very wonderful way to have a conversation in a conversational way that people do perceive value. They shift themselves into a, a different role, and uh, you know, they bond with you very, very easily. How much of a presentation or a speech needs to be really known by heart? You know, some people use notes and papers and and um, and that sort of thing. And I've I've been to presentations where people have literally read, and I've thought, goodness, why are they reading? So. How much of this do we need to really know? And, and is it, it's not memorizing, is it? it? It has to really come from the heart, I think. Different people work in different ways. Know your opening cold. Know your opening so that you can come out, you can have good eye contact, you'll be in your body, you'll be breathing, you'll know what you're doing, and your audience will feel that confidence, their trust will go up. Your, your heart can be aimed, your body language can be open, because you know what you're doing. That kind of confidence comes from that. Know your opening and know your closing. Now, in the, in the middle, if you want to refer, if you're the type of person that knows your material enough that you can look at an outline, use an outline. Some people just use five words on their hand. <laughs> They're going to go here, 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 and here. Then you know, choose things you know, you know how to talk about. Then uh, there are people that need more of a script. Then move over to a script. And, you know, you can be present, you can come in and out of the script, be personal, tell a story. You don't need a script to tell a story. Design it so that maybe there's content you do want to read. Put the glasses down, step away from the lectern, walk to another part of the stage, tell a personal story. So I help people design so that it they use the stage well, they use their moments well, they go back and forth with what they need to do in reference to their content, if they need to read something, okay, we build that in so that it really looks good. Well, and I know that in conversations that I've had with you, you've talked about, and you just used those words, using the stage well. Sure. Uh, Because there's a a way that people receive information based on the positioning you have on the stage or the movement you have on a stage. Can you talk a little bit about that? You retain that well. <laughs> you retain that well. Yes, different types of uh, the, the areas of the stage. Let, let's just go back to the ancient Greeks for a moment. <laughs> the, the ancient Greeks, when they invented theater, the stage was at a very steep angle. The back was up and the bottom was down. And the important people were up because you could see them more, and the less important players were downstage. Well, of course, now the stage is flat, but we still call it upstage. The back is up and the front is down. Now you have downstage. Then you've got down right, 
as you're facing the house, as you're on the stage facing the audience, put out your right hand, maybe three or four feet over there. That's downstage right. And to the left, of course, is downstage left. We are programmed to relate to certain material, specific material in those areas. Downstage left in the theater is called the sympathy corner. We are wired to be moved by a love scene, We're to be moved by a death, to be moved by something personal that will happen there, a revelation will happen there. So in your talks, I, I design people those moments, they will go down left and it will be very, very powerful. And then the auditory and kinesthetic listeners in the audience are going to pay attention. Oh, she's there for us now. Oh, she's going to tell, she's, you know, they, they really perk up. Downstage, right, all the way over the other side, is a place where the pragmatic listener perks up. And that's where you tell your statistics from, your story with numbers, your progress, the companies, or your work with people, how many people and the rate, you know, four times the success they've built their business, and here are the numbers, and here's blah, blah, blah. So that comes from down right. And, and your pragmatic listener perks up. Oh, she's there with us now. He's there with us now. And they absorb that all ears. And you train your audience as you're moving. You know, each person's going to perk up as you go to their area. And it's going to be refreshed because you're you, there for them now. <laughs> exactly. It seems if you're utilizing those concepts, it also allows the speaker to move and flow with what they're talking about and just creates a much more interactive, interesting experience rather than someone just standing still and talking. It's fantastic, and it answers the question. So many people say to me, how do I move my body? Where do I go? What do I do? How do I move my hands? And I work on this with them, and it answers all of the issues. It just is a, is a wonderful learning and solves so many problems for speakers. Even, even advanced speakers, beginner and advanced speakers, have both said to me, what do I do here? Where do I go? What do I, what do I do? And just solve that. I can solve that with you. And when you learn that, it changes everything for you. And as far as uh, you've also written written about and spoken about um, five Hollywood script techniques that people can use drama and humor and wisdom and poignancy and surprise endings, are these things that we we incorporate or do we use the ones that just work for us or is it good to have a little bit of this throughout the entire speech? And I know it depends on the kind of speech it is, but... Yes, it depends on the purpose of your speech. If you're there to motivate, yes. If you're there to inspire, yes. Um, you know, what's the reason that you're there? You want as much color and as much refreshment that you can bring to that. And very often that comes from humor if you're a funny person. Don't use humor if you're not a funny person. It doesn't work. Use something else. Use a surprise. Use, use another type of story. Use you know, some of those techniques that, that I talk about at my website. I am here with Diane LeGros. She is a lifelong singer, leadership trainer, and master teaching artist. She has spoken in front of large, large crowds as well as doing teleclasses and private coaching for individuals that are wanting to step into a more authentic place of voice, speaking, and performance as well as leadership in corporate environments and small business. You can contact her at dianelegro.com and also Speaking Success International. And you can find out more about different events that are going on. There is a special event tonight that is taking place that is a laser strategy for those that are interested in addition to additional downloads and free newsletters. We'll be right back in just a few minutes and we're going to learn about creating trust. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. 7th Wave Network. Just what is Skills USA? Skills USA specifically prepares you for the workforce. Skills USA empowers students to connect with a network of people. Skills USA allows students to connect with business and industry, to manage their education, and to really get a feel of the real world. Find out more on the web at skillsusa.org. 
Experience higher love, an archangelic journey into ascended joy and authentic living. Your hosts, Sri Ram Ka and Kira Ra, will assist you to open your heart, expand your love, and be ever-present with true joy. Your journey with Sri and Kira begins right here on the 7th Wave Network with Higher Love, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll free at 1 866 472 5795. Again, 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. The number one skill of the leader, manager, salesperson, or knowledge professional is the ability to communicate effectively with their employees and with their coworkers, internally and externally, with their customers and their audiences. Not only that, the average individual in these days and times, image is so important, and being able to speak and present oneself is just as important in the small private conversations as it is in the business environment. I am with Diane LeGrove, President and Founder of Speaking Success International, and you can also contact her at dianelegrove.com or speakingsuccessinternational.com. She is offering laser strategy sessions, which are wonderful sessions you can sign up for and purchase, which will allow you more focus, more prosperity, and more business, and allow you to connect to more prospects. Uh, so if that's something that you're interested in, definitely log on to her website and connect with Diane. Diane, you also talk a lot about trust, and I would think that that's probably one of the key elements when it comes to speaking to anyone, whether it is a one-on-one conversation or whether it is speaking in front of a large group. Uh, you have talked about self-trust, team trust, and universal trust. I'd like to go into this topic a little bit if if you want to uh if you want to let us know how important that is in conversation sure i think the most valuable piece will be for your listeners tonight will be to to learn and come away with tonight the four different ways that we evaluate each other that you evaluate someone they evaluate you within 90 seconds of meeting for the first time 90 seconds so when someone meets another it's it's 90 seconds it's a deep subconscious level Yes, it's within 90 seconds, uh, deep subconscious level, and we evaluate each other with, with two criteria. I do, I do not trust you. I do, I do not feel safe with you. It has to do with uh, the evaluating our safety. And you can be anywhere. You can be in an evening gown. You can be at the m- m- most social event that's posh. You can be anywhere. You can be at the ball game, and you're still going to evaluate how soon you'll feel safe to reveal yourself, if at all. And so I want to talk to people. I talk to people in business about this and people who are speakers so that they can leverage that first 90 seconds because you can either destroy trust and never know it. I've got lots of stories about uh, people who have come to me and said, you know, with costly ways that trust was destroyed and they never knew it within that first 90 seconds. When trust is high, you go to business quickly. You can build a building on a handshake. You can go to contract easy, and you know that trust is high because your word carries it. And, of course, you you then carry through on your word. But things are just easier when trust is high. You do better business and more business. When trust is is compromised, you will find yourself, you'll know it because you'll be sending more reports. You'll be sending things again. You'll, people will be losing your thing. Oh, could you send me that for the third time? I don't know where it went. Um, it's going to be six months before my team can get back to you. That's when trust is low. You know it because those type of things happen. So what are the, what are the four bases? Okay, the first thing that we register with each other is the, our attitude. What's the person's attitude? What's your attitude? And the good news for people who are networking, who are maybe tonight having a, having a business where they need to go to networking events and they're not natural marketers and they're not natural uh, networkers, you can choose your attitude. You can choose it. And the three that test highest for trust are enthusiasm, 
curiosity, and humility. Now, those aren't hard. I want to repeat Not them. And enthusiasm, curiosity, enthusiasm, and humility. Curiosity about somebody else, curiosity about the place, curiosity about life, uh, not embarrassingly so, but, you know, within, within curiosity and humility. You know, your great success you know, uh, and being, being humble about it. That's what th- those in my field, many, many things, believe me, words, phrases have been tested. And these test highs for trust. And guess what? I'll ask you and the audience, the you know, people who are listening, what do you think is the characteristic that's most highly valued in others when, when they see us, or that they most value in us when they see us? The characteristic that's most highly valued when yeah. they see us? Yeah. The, yes. When people meet you, what is the one characteristic that, that's highly valued, valued over all others? Well, it would either be it. attitude or body language, wouldn't it? No, it's your health and vitality. Ah. That is the personal characteristic. It's your health and vitality. And do I mean by that, uh, does it look like you go to the, do you need to look like you go to the gym every day? No. What I mean by that health and vitality is are you bringing energy into the room? Are you contributing to life or are you taking it out? Are you bringing energy in or are you taking it out? There are many, many speakers who, uh, in National Speakers Association, my association for my speaking profession, who have had tragic things happen to them, accidents, and they're speaking from wheelchairs, yet they will light up the room with their vitality. They are bringing energy into the room. They are bringing a life force that just lights up everyone around them. So your because health people are attracted to the light. They're just they're attracted to what makes them feel good. Correct. And that's your health, your approach to your health and your vitality. So protect that, protect that, and uh, and be aware of it. It's the number one characteristic valued in others. The the next thing that creates trust is eye contact. When you meet someone and you shake their hands, look them in the eye and smile. It's the fastest way to let them know that you're happy to be with them. Okay. And when you look away, so many people. And how have you experienced this? Yes, you reach their hand. You, know, you shake their hand and they look away as they're saying hello, right? That destroys trust. A yellow flag goes up right then and there about the person, that, that something's hidden, that something, unless you're in another culture where that's a sign of respect. So know which culture, be aware of which culture you're in. Sure. Um, so that's, but here in America, if you're American and you're shaking the hand of somebody here, uh, in, the, in, in this culture here, on this soil, eye contact is number one. Nice open eye contact. Body language, you don't want to be fidgeting. You don't want to be nervous. You want to have what I call a high heart. Your heart opens uh, and, you know, aim it at the person. Don't have your shoulders folded in and over the front of your body. Roll them back. Open. Lift your heart. The energy of the magnetics of the heart, electromagnetics of the heart can be measured at 15 feet. The electromagnetics of the brain are measured at 3 feet. If you want to really affect someone and, and be compelling with your message about your business and your service, aim your heart at them while you're talking. Open that. Lift it. They're going to get that health and vitality. They are going to feel you. They're going to feel that electromagnetic energy coming from you. Uh, congruent with your message and your words. See how powerful all of this is? That's that's wonderful. I mean, just the attitude, the body language, the eye contact, using the voice, having that high heart, health and vitality, energy. It's all of those things that Diane Legro is. She has my, been my guest today on 1111 Talk Radio, and I hope that you'll connect with her at Speaking Success International. She will help guide you to being a more powerful speaker, more present, and more authentic in your daily life, in your business life, and in your success life. Thank you, Diane, for being a guest on 1111 Talk Radio. I look forward to having you on again. And my guest next week is Wes Goo, and we will be talking about mindset and goal setting. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Diane. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Talk Radio. Please join host 
Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens.